If you've ever had a good coach, then you'll have probably heard the phrase inside leg to outside rein. But how good are you at putting that into practice? Welcome to the Dressage Connection podcast, where we are demystifying dressage training so your connection with your horse can flourish and you can start making sustainable momentum in your riding. I'm your host, Beth Carter, an Australian dressage trainer, coach, and the human behind BC Performance Horses with a passion for making correct dressage training understandable and accessible for every horse and rider. I believe that every horse benefits from dressage training, and I believe that it is possible to develop a horse that produces high quality work that scores well while still having an epic connection with your horse. I'm here to help you build foundations that will support you through the levels, own your role as your horse's trainer, and fall back in love with riding your horse. So put your foot in the stirrup, and let's build that dressage connection. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Dressage Connection podcast. Today, I want to talk about one of the things that I find riders struggle with the most, and that is inside leg to outside rein connection. Little fun fact for you, I have never coached someone and not worked on this with them. It's actually one of the biggest things that I work on with all the riders that I train. Because not only is it one of the most difficult concepts to master, it's one of the most important things that you will ever implement into your riding. If you've ever had a good coach, then you will have probably heard the phrase inside leg to outside rein. But how good are you at putting that into practice? As humans, it's ingrained in us to bend or turn our horses from the inside rein. If you want your horse to bend or turn left, then you pull on the left rein. It's pretty simple, except it's not because you don't actually want to be bending or turning your horse from the inside rein. You want to use your body positioning, your legs and your outside rein. So sorry to burst your bubble. (laughs) I know you're probably wondering how on earth you're supposed to be to turn or bend your horse without using your inside rein and why you would even want to do something that sounds so complicated. To explain that, first I need to explain straightness. When your horse is straight through their body, they are creating a clear path for the energy to channel from the hind legs over the top line into your hand. This is pivotal for the connection. When the horse is crooked or hollow, the energy over the top line can be blocked or flow out the point where the horse is crooked. So it creates like a fork in the channel so that the energy flows out that fork instead of making it to your hand. This is why straightness is so important because without straightness, you cannot have connection. The rhythm is difficult. You cannot have true impulsion. A crooked horse just makes it very difficult to do anything at all, really. This this straightness, it's not always referring to the horse being literally straight through their body, unless, of course, you're riding a straight line. Straightness is relevant to the movement that you're riding. On a circle, this looks like your horse bending evenly around the circle line, like a banana, with the furthest point out being the rib cage, not the outside shoulder like a lot of people think. In a leg yield, this looks like literal straightness with a tiny bit of inside flexion, which is bend at the pole, in the direction that the horse is moving away from. In the shoulder in, this looks like the horse bending to the inside from just behind the shoulders forward. 
at a 30 degree angle, which creates three tracks. So if you look at your horse directly from front on or hind on, you should only be able to see three legs. Inside front, outside front or inside hind, depending on where you're standing, and outside hind. The neck should stay um, relatively straight coming out of the shoulders um, and just have slight flexion to the inside. In travers, this looks like the head, neck and shoulders traveling forwards on the track with the hind legs wrapping to the inside at a 35 degree angle to create four tracks with all the legs so that you can see all legs um, whether you're standing in front or behind the horse and the legs should be about an equal distance apart. The ronvers should look like travers in reverse so the horse bends to the outside instead of the inside. The half pass is travers on the diagonal line so the head and shoulders are actually pointed to the end point of the movement so you, wherever you want your half pass to end you point your horse's head and shoulders there and then the Hind legs will wrap around the horse and cross over sideways, slightly following the front end. In counter canter, the straightness looks like regular straightness in relevance to the movement you're riding with slight flexion to the direction of the leading front leg. These positionings within the movements allow your horse to push through from the hind legs into your hands without the horse leaning or falling through either of their shoulders or hind legs. This means that through each of these movements where the positioning is correct, the horse is able to channel their energy through their top line so the energy can reach your hand. This is why if you want straightness, you cannot be bending or turning your horse from your inside rein. Because when you bend or turn your horse from your inside rein, the horse will fall through the outside shoulder, then the rest of the horse will follow. This makes it incredibly hard for your bending and your turns to be precise because your horse just keeps falling sideways. You may even find that your horse runs sideways uncontrollably, even if, um, especially if there's not a fence around to help you keep them straight. Think ducking out open gates or falling out through the open side of the circle where there's not a fence. Your horse follows their shoulders, so you need to be able to position their shoulders where you want them so the rest of the horse can follow. If you can control the shoulders, then you can fix most training issues. So how do you control the shoulders? The inside leg and the outside rein. The outside rein is the rein that is on the outside of the direction you are bending your horse. If you are bending to the left, then your right rein is your outside rein. If you are bending to your right, then your left rein is your outside rein. If you are going around the arena in correct flexion, then the outside rein is the rein on the outside of the arena closest to the wall. Here's where it gets tricky. If you are bending your horse to the outside of the arena in counterflexion, then your outside rein is actually the rein on the inside of the arena. So how do you position your horse from inside leg to outside rein? The inside leg needs to be on at a neutral position and that influences the rib cage to move towards the outside. And if you put your inside leg back, it influences the hind legs. So to ask the shoulders more out, you can open your outside rein wider, keeping a steady tension and encouraging your horse to fill that space you've created with their shoulders and their rib cage if need be, using a combination of a half halt on your outside rein and just pushing the horse into that space with your inside leg. To encourage the shoulders to turn tighter, you can Turn your upper body in the direction that you want your horse to go in by looking there 
and allowing your upper body to follow. Doing this distributes your weight in your seat bones into the correct positioning. Because something a lot of people don't realize is that most horses will automatically turn when you do this. If you just turn your upper body where you want to go, where you want your horse's shoulders to go, the horse will turn. And if they don't do it now, then you can train them to. So if your horse is this sensitive to turning off your seat, imagine how confusing it would be for them if you tried to turn them one way, but you're sitting, the way you're sitting is asking them to turn the other. That would be so confusing for your horse and they would not know what way to turn. That's why you get these turns that are really wide or really just kind of wobbly because the horse is trying to figure out where you want them to go. So make it easy for yourself. Make it easy for your horse and ride your turns primarily off your seat. You can support and refine the turn by keeping the outside rein on and keeping it at the outside of your horse's neck. Squeeze the rein when the horse puts their outside front leg forwards in a half halt every time they do that and that encourages the horse to turn their shoulders around. You can also use a tiny bit of outside leg to encourage the rib cage around. You don't want to be moving your outside rein to the inside of your horse's neck because then that's your strength against your horses trying to get their shoulder around and your horse is stronger than you so you're not going to win that. This combination of aids should have the horse feeling like the turn is coming from their shoulders rather than from their head, which is actually the goal. If you find your horse is still falling through the shoulders on the turn, you can overcorrect them by switching them to counterflexion, keeping in mind that this also alternates which is your inside leg and outside rein. Changing a horse, your horse to counterflexion in this moment gets them used to turning from their shoulders first because it the counterflexion puts those shoulders really to the inside. Then once they understand the concept, you can slowly change the bend back to the inside. The easiest way to test whether or not your horse is using too much inside rein or you're using too much inside rein on your horse in your bending and your turning is just to put that rein forward so that it becomes loopy for a few strides. If you put your inside rein forward and your horse maintains the straightness, connection and bend, then you can feel pretty confident that your horse isn't relying on that inside rein for balance. If you put your inside rein forward and the horse loses the straightness, connection or rhythm, then you know that your horse is relying on that inside rein for, for that thing. And then you need to train them how to balance from your inside leg to outside rein in that thing instead. If you put your inside rein forward and your horse's straightness, connection or rhythm improves, then you know that the horse has been relying too much on your inside rein and it has actually been inhibiting your horse's balance. You can use this test anywhere. You can test it on the straight lines, you can test it on the circle lines or within the lateral movements. Anywhere you want to test your horse's reliance on the inside rein. So go on and test it. I can pretty much guarantee that there is going to be at least a few movements where you are overusing your inside rein. And if you're not, it just proves that you're on the right track. If you find that your horse is too reliant on your inside rein, here's a few tips. When you feel like you want to take the inside rein more, put it forwards and take more outside rein instead. And if you don't feel like you're coordinated enough to give the inside and take the outside, if you feel like when you give the inside, you also give the outside, just hook your outside pinky finger under the monkey grip to keep your hand steady. 
The next thing you can do is train the straightness on straight lines first. If your horse can't go straight along a fence line, then they sure as hell are not going to be able to go straight anywhere else. The next thing is just know your lines, prepare for them and aim just in front of them. Your horse can't do anything on the spot that you ask them to do it. They need time to receive the aid, position their body, and then they can go and do the movement. The more prepared your horse is, the easier it will be for them to balance straight. So just always ask for things in advance and give them plenty of time to actually do it. For example, when you're riding a circle, if you focus too much on that circle shape, then you're going to end up with a wonky kind of octosquircle kind of situation. Instead, map up out your circle like a diamond with one point in each quarter. Then you're going to ride your horse straight directly to about a meter or so before each point. And when you're about halfway on your approach, you're going to look at about a meter before your next point and start going there. This way, by the time you hit the wall at your current point, you're already going to be moving towards the next one. So you don't get stuck in the wall and kind of riding into a corner. Because remember, circles don't have corners. Then all you need to do to make your diamond a circle is add bend from your inside leg and outside rein. The next thing that you can do to help make your horse straighter from the inside leg to outside rein is... Just remember that the lateral movements are an extension of the bend. The same rules apply about keeping your horse straight. If you ask for the movement from your inside rein, then your horse is probably going to fall through their shoulders sideways to the outside rather than bending their body through the straightness. The shoulder in is a huge one for this. So many people ride the shoulder in from the inside rein, which results in the horse over flexing their neck and falling out through the shoulders instead of bending behind the shoulders and bringing them in with just a little bit of neck flexion. So I hope this has opened your eyes to the idea of inside leg and outside rein and given you some tools that you can use in your rides to start making it happen for you. If you're listening to this episode and thinking, yes, this is the key to improving my riding, then you're not alone. Most riders struggle with the straightness. Most riders struggle with the inside leg to outside rein connection. Most riders struggle with the lateral movements, which is such a shame because the straightness is the key to so many things. Without straightness, you can't have connection. It's difficult to have a rhythm. It's difficult for your horse to sit on their hind legs and push. If you're struggling with any of these things, then take a look at the straightness and see what you find because there will probably be an issue. So what is the next step for you now? I have it right here for you. The next masterclass of my foundational series, Dressage Gymnastics, is happening live on Sunday, November 5 at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time with lifetime access to the recording available to you. So if you're listening to this episode after that, you can still jump into the recording. Inside Dressage Gymnastics, I'll help you master straightness, bend and flexion, that inside leg to outside rein connection, leg yield, shoulder in, travers, ronvers and half pass. We will be working on your horse's positioning, your own positioning and the why behind each movement. Everything will be broken down into easy to understand and implement in your own riding steps, supported by video examples, diagrams, and worksheets. If you're listening to this episode before November 5, 2023, then you can sign up for Dressage Gymnastics for the special introductory price of $79. 
If you're listening to this episode after November 5, 2023, then you can also sign up for $99. I'll leave the link for you in the show notes. If you want to dive deeper into the essential elements needed to train your horse correctly, the dressage training pyramid, responsiveness, contact frame and connection, groundwork and horse psychology, straightness, bend and the lateral movements, and developing drool-worthy paces from an ordinary horse, then you'll want to join the Foundational Series, a collection of six essential masterclasses, including dressage gymnastics, designed to help normal riders like you do great things with your normal horses. This series is valued at over $600. As a listener of this podcast, you can sign up for $299. That is 50% off. I'll link the link um, and your exclusive podcaster discount code in the show notes so that you can take advantage of that. And don't forget my free guide to getting the most out of your ride. If you're not ready to invest yet, this is an incredibly helpful resource that comes in the form of a mini podcast episode that you can listen to and a PDF that you can read so that you can access it in the way that best suits you. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and leave a rating, review, or share a screenshot of this episode to your stories to help more people find their dressage connection. You can always reach out to me on Instagram with any questions about anything we've covered on the podcast, your own writing journey, or just to say hi at bc.performancehorses. You can also get the latest info about how you can work with me on website bcperformancehorses.com i can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode but in the meantime go on and build that beautiful dressage connection with your horse